0: Good morning. Welcome to week two of failing in the faith. As we go through this journey this week, I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 to 18. And read with us as we go through the scripture. And then receive the message that comes after the scripture. I'm going to give you some time to head over to 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 to 18. It says... Aha, told Jezebel, all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there, but he he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and laid down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake after the earthquake a fire but the lord was not in the fire and after the fire a sound of sheer silence when elijah heard it he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave then there came a voice to him that said what are you doing here elijah he answered i have been very zealous for for the lord the god of hosts for the israelites have forsaken your covenant thrown your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Demarchus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel as king over Aram. Also you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nemsheh, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Saphat, of Abel-Holah, as prophet in your place. Whoever escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jehu shall kill. And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall kill. Yet I will leave seven thousand in Israel, all the knees that not bow to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. see sometimes our circumstances tempt us to give up but God performed a powerful feat through the ministry of Elijah and as a result the prophet was forced to go on the run during this exodus. Elijah asked God to take his life but just like in the book Silence, a 1966 novel. It tells the story of two priests who sailed to Japan in hopes of both sharing the gospel and locating a mentor who may have committed apostasy. Rodriguez, the main character, dreams of great missionary glory, but only finds persecution and suffering. Japan has outlawed Christianity and he and his companion must endure a dangerous journey to even make it into the country. What they find is anything but ideal. Their physical condition in Japan are abhorrent. Lights infest their hair and clothes. The weather is an everlasting sauna and they live under a constant threat of capture. As the book progress, several of the people Rodriguez ministered to wind up dead. His missionary partner drowns and Rodriguez left eventually lands in prison for his faith. At one point, Rodriguez said, Lord, why are you silent? Why are you always silent? But see, like Elijah and like Rodriguez in silence it's easy to feel like God has forgotten about us during times of difficulties but let's think God does not always operate in the realm of the spectacular see hiding out in a cave on the mountains of Horeb Elijah experienced three fantastic scenes. A tearing wind, a majestic earthquake, and a roaring fire. The text, though, takes great pains to let readers know that God is not in any of these feats of power. But the Lord was not in the wind. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. But the Lord was not in the fire this redundancy stopped with the next phenomenon in verse 12 and after the fire the sound of a low whisper the author says that the Lord is present in this he meets this great prophet in a whisper not long after he cried to for death in that whisper God taught Elijah an important message that we would do well to heed today occasionally he works in groundbreaking, soul-shaking miracles. Elijah experienced these over the course of his ministry. Yes, sometimes God is in the wind, the earthquake, the fire. He works in ways that are easy to see. He works right in front of our faces. Then there are situations when God doesn't operate through marvels and wonders. Instead, he communicates through a whisper. There is an ancient Japanese painting technique called Nahanga. Artist Makoto Fujimura is one of the world's leading artists and a Christian. His paintings in the ancient Japanese Nihanga style Nahanga involves crushing minerals like silver, gold, to create ingredients for the artist's work. The process is laborious and holds both an immediate and long-term effect. Over time, as nahanga paintings age, the minerals start to fade, to change, reveal the strokes underneath. Air and atmosphere ages and transform the unique piece of art. The bottom layer begins to bleed into the top. As an artist, he understood understands that what's on the surface is not, is not what will be there forever. Like these paintings, sometimes what we see on the surface of life's paintings moments won't be there forever when our problems don't seem to be answered we can be tempted to think that god has vanished we limp through the desert believing we've been abandoned god where's the wind where's the earthquake god where's the healing where's the miracle yet despite these feelings god has not abandoned us in our pain he'll whisper in a mountain view a piece of art or through a passage of scripture that the silence that's so difficult to accept that the silence that rodriguez experienced in shan saku endo's brilliant book will not always be there You see, because God always finds a way to communicate with us even when we don't feel like He's there. proceed I want you to hear this message that I have to tell you coming deep down from the heart see we all face different enemies in life but we all should know that God is always with us and we are not fighting the battles alone always remember God is working on your behalf. God is working behind the scenes. You will never fight a battle along as long as you keep God by your side. Have a great day. believe the lie that says you have to face your problems alone. See Elijah found himself on a mountain called Horeb. Horeb is generally considered to be another name from Mount Sinai. The Torah tells us that this is a place where God initiated his covenant relationship with the Israelites. After delivering them from Egypt By leading him to Hareb, God subtly, subtly reminded Elijah of his past faithfulness. Even though the present seemed bleak, God didn't forget about the prophet's ancestors. He wouldn't forget Elijah either. Elijah seemed to think that he is the only one in all of Israel that hasn't given up his faith but God tells him about others who will be willing to help him. On top of those individuals, there are 7,000 Israelites who have not bowed to buy. old Scott tells a bizarre true story in his book, Better Living Through Criticism. A few years ago, performance artist Mariah Abramovic crafted a presentation called The Artist is Present. For months, Abramovic sat down at a table in New York's Museum of Modern Art and looked into the eyes of an exhibit, exhibit visitors, who one by one sat down across from her. Abramovic didn't speak, laugh, or make any abundant hand gestures. She simply stared. She looked at them. People lined up for hours for the chance to sit across from Abramovic for about 30 seconds. What many people find bizarre is that there are scores of individuals left. The artist is present in tears. Overcome with emotions, as Abramovic gazed, they couldn't help but weep. Scott says this is of the exhibit in his book. The attraction, exerted simply by announcing and sustaining her presence, was perhaps a measure of and a temporary anecdote to the profound alienation we feel from one another and from ourselves what does it say about us that we have to go to an art museum to find connections and another soul this exhibit raises some interesting questions about the nature and meaning of art which God explores but it also says much about human interaction or our lack thereof. A quoted source, ANO Scott said was how to think about art, pleasure, beauty, and truth. Though it can be easy to think that you have to deal with your problems alone, God has given you other believers in the church who want to help you with whatever it is you are experiencing. We can also look to God's work in the past and inspiration for the future. What is the greatest sign of God's presence? Jesus, rather than leaving us to die in our own sin, Jesus came to earth to redeem us and death could not keep him down. When times are difficult, and we struggle to hear God's voice, we can find hope and peace in looking to the person of Christ. For those who are struggling today, take time to reflect on His grace. For He will never leave you, nor will He forsake you. For He will always be there for you, no matter how you feel. Because He is the Almighty. He is the All-Great. He is the Perfectionist. From the New Generation Fellowship Organization to you and your family, we give praise to God I, Him as we walk His path into the Kingdom of God and as we grow as Christ's children. I want to leave you with one more thing to always. Let go and let God. You may not know where you're going, but He does. And He will lead you onto the path of salvation. Glory be to the Almighty, to the Majesty, and to the Honorable God. Amen.